0: I was so sure that I didn't care about the lifestyle, and I didn't care about this, and that all I cared about was being fulfilled in what I was doing, and what I wanted to do was create, that I was like, okay, this is how it has to be.
1: Welcome to Big Little Choices. I'm Shri, and the show is about the amazing women and moms that all of us are surrounded with. Each episode will feature a woman that I admire and someone who has made a bold and unconventional choice because it's what's best for her and her family. This show is also about building community so you can hear stories that make you feel inspired and empowered to make choices that are right for you. I hope you enjoy the show. My guest today, Lauren, was born and raised in San Diego. Her mother, a school principal, had a strong focus on academics and even got two master's degrees while Lauren and her brothers were growing up. And the same sense of achievement was expected from Lauren. As a result, she always felt like she needed to work towards a goal and a job that gave her status and stability. As we'll hear later, she didn't always stick to that plan, but she did spend her early years dreaming about and pursuing some ambitious goals.
0: It was, I want to be a CEO. I want to be the first female president. I want to, you know, there was, there were, I want to be a CIA agent. Like, I didn't have normal ideas of like what you would be when you grew up. I had very lofty ideas, which is again, funny to me now. So it would be, my self-esteem was basically centered around what I achieved or what I could achieve or what I was on the road to achieving.
1: So Lauren signed up for tons of extracurricular activities and really worked towards building a resume that would look good. Once she was in college, it took her a few attempts to land in a major and finally decided to study political science. And she didn't just do that because she loved politics, but also because she aspired for a career that would fulfill certain expectations.
0: The academic mindset basically told me that I needed a major that I could use after college that was going to lead to something. Now, political science did not, you basically you go to law school. But I was interested in going to law school anyways. So that was just what I told people. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to law school. At the end of college, it was actually a very loose time for me. I didn't really, I wasn't grounded. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And having grown up with this very academic mindset where you have a path and you go for something and like you always know what you're going to do, it, it was very disorienting for me. And so I... Looking back, I would never have admitted it at the time, but looking back, I chose poli-sci because I liked it, and then I made up this story about why I chose it, because I was gonna go to law school and all of this stuff. But then I get home after college, and I'm waiting tables, and quote-unquote studying for the LSAT, but I'm not really studying that hard, and I don't really have this like urge to go to law school, And I don't really know what to do. And then my uncle, who is in commercial real estate, says, well, why don't you come work for me for a year and just see if you like it? And I moved in with him and his family in Orange County. And I worked with him at his, we'll call it a firm. I wouldn't say it was, like, the most interesting thing in the world, but it was was fun, and I was good at it, and... It was an externally gratifying career path because everyone seemed to be impressed with it. My mom seemed to be impressed with it. Uh, It was never something that I thought I would do because it was very math-based and I was never a very math-based person. And it was just one of those things that it, it was a path that just was like, it was easy to get swept along. Lauren
1: enjoyed her work in commercial real estate at that time and also liked some of the benefits of the lifestyle that came with it. After a few years at her uncle's firm in Orange County, she chose to relocate from her hometown and move up to San Francisco.
0: Well, for the first time in my life, I was I could live by myself. I've, I um, I had got a studio apartment, and I didn't even put any furniture in it for the first two weeks, except for my bed, because I just wanted to walk around like my own space. I'd never had that before. Um, I could join a fancy gym. I could travel. I could. I went to Brazil and Argentina and. Scotland and it and Ireland and it was just it was as if this whole world opened up to me that I didn't know existed and so that was a very attractive part of doing that job
1: So were there any downsides to doing that job?
0: Oh yeah The hours, uh, I worked all the time I worked, which is kind of funny, it's like you have all this money to travel and all of that but you don't I mean if I wasn't traveling I was working and I had to travel for work, which sometimes was great. I got sent to Hawaii uh, a couple years. And it's not just working in the office, you're entertaining clients, you're going to golf tournaments. I hate golfing. And, and you're dealing with a lot of sexism because it's a male dominated industry. And so, you know, a lot of things they just like let their clients slide. Like the. It's not even so much the uh, mortgage banking side, which is what I was on, but the the construction side is very, I will say, unevolved. And the the guys that I worked for didn't want to risk offending one of their clients because those clients made them a lot of money. And it just got to the point eventually where the lifestyle didn't matter because I was miserable
1: so you eventually decide to quit your job and not just quit your job but quit the industry as a whole how was it making that decision or what was your thought process like leading up to that decision
0: it's funny it was kind of a gradual thing where i just kind of gradually got more more and more miserable and my friends noticed it my friends commented on it
1: and you quit without knowing what you were going to do next
0: i didn't know what i was going to do and i knew that i needed to have a. Job. I needed to have a career path. I couldn't. I am not someone who does well in the unknown. And so then I decided to start a blog where I'm taking one week challenges from friends and family, and writing about it. And these are things like stand up comedy, learning to sail, learn to knit. I traveled by myself um, in Costa Rica. Stuff like that. And it was all all things that were meant to expand my horizons and just kind of like open my world up. And uh, in the process of writing the blog, I figured out that, oh, I am a writer. This is what I I wanna do, I wanna write.
1: While Lauren quit her job and pursued what would eventually lead to a career in copywriting, there were certain trade-offs that she had to accept in the process.
0: My entire life changed. I mean, at first I got the phone calls from my mom who told me, know how do you even know you're a good writer like why would why would you quit to do this thing that you don't even know if you can be successful at and that didn't feel great to hear but uh, I had to leave San Francisco and I knew that I couldn't afford to live here if I was going to be writing and and keep in mind when I originally quit I, I didn't have copywriting in my vision it was just I'm going to be a writer and I have no idea what that means Which is a very, and it was a very unusual decision for me to make, given my history of, I always have to have a goal, I always have to have a path. I wasn't going to have, I mean, I did have health insurance, but it was really crappy health insurance. And it was was only for emergencies, so it was one of those things where it's like, okay, don't get sick. I... Couldn't go afford to go to the bars with my friends. I couldn't go... I mean, my friends did all sorts of amazing things. You know, wine tasting. They went to concerts. They did... I mean, they had a, a very... I mean, not, not, it wasn't extravagant, but it was... It, they had a lifestyle, and I couldn't partake in that. And even as... Even before I actually stopped working, because I, I quit, and then I had to work for a couple more months because... I wanted to give my company time to find someone to replace me, but I stopped going to all of those things because I knew I needed to save money. And it's a funny thing that happens when you stop being able to lead the same lifestyle as your friends lead, they stop being your friends. You know, they they still call you every once in a while, but you're not really being invited anymore. Not that that matters because you can't afford to go, but you you stop having things in common with them. Uh, That was kind of painful, my mom stopped talking to me for a while cuz she was so upset that i was you know ruining my life as she told me keep in mind my dad was like you know go for it this is awesome uh don't tell your mom i said that even though all of that stuff it hurt, and it it, it was it was kind of hard to go through. And it was like, okay, better not dry your clothes because you, you need to dry them because you're not gonna be able to replace them. Like you need things to last. Uh, I was so sure that I didn't care about the lifestyle, and I didn't care about this, and that all I cared about was being fulfilled and what I was doing, and what I wanted to do was create. That I was just like, okay, this is how it has to be, you know. And the friends that are really my friends are gonna. Be there, even though I can't afford to go to the bar to dinner or whatever. Like we'll go on a walk or go on a hike or so.
1: So you never regretted the decision to leave the uh, comfortable job?
0: Oh god, no. 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 Uh-uh.
1: How supportive were your parents financially and emotionally while you quit this job and then started figuring out what you wanted to do next?
0: Well, my my mom was not very supportive. And she, you know, when I moved home, she would not speak to me for a few months. And when we were at the dinner table, she would ask my dad to ask me to pass something. But my dad would, he was very emotionally supportive. And he, you know, if there were times when I couldn't pay for my cell phone bill, he would pay for it. But he was very insistent that I stand on my own two feet and I make it on my own. And because I didn't have that safety net, I had to hustle. Now looking back, at the time I was a little frustrated and was wanting a little bit more help. Now looking back, it's like, no, you know, these were my choices and my life is my fault. Your life is your fault. You have to, you made this choice, now do something with it.
1: So what is your lifestyle with copywriting like now?
0: Much simpler. Well, I can afford to live in San Francisco, but part of that is because I have a husband who also brings in income, so we're dual income and we live in a one bedroom apartment. And you know, I can, I can afford to go to the gym and, and we go out to dinner, and, but I don't have, we don't spend a ton of money. Uh, we, are, we are pretty strictly budgeted. I have to think about money in a different way than I had to before, but it, it's not in a bad way. It's just in a more conservative way.
1: Things are a little different now. You're pregnant. Congratulations. Thank you. And you're having a baby very soon. How does that change how you're thinking about your future, your career, as you factor in a new family member?
0: It makes stability a lot more important. And so I have decided that I'm going to go back to work full time at a company where they will give me benefits and... A high enough salary so that we can afford a two-bedroom apartment and a certain, not that I'm going back to chasing a lifestyle, but that, you know, when you have a baby, there's just certain expenses and there's another person to think about. And, you know, if it was just my husband and I, we could pick up and move to some cheaper city or, you know, we don't, we don't need much, but babies do need a certain, there's a certain baseline that the babies need. And so, I don't want to be a mother who's stressed out about money. I don't want my husband to be stressed out about money. So I just I think that the right decision for the family is for me to go back to work at a, for full time.
1: Switching careers or quitting unfulfilling jobs isn't so uncommon anymore. But doing it despite knowing that it means disappointing a parent or changing your lifestyle is very admirable. And while this isn't a choice for everyone, it was the right one for Lauren. And as she said, it was time to stop chasing the lifestyle. We wrapped up our chat with some final thoughts on making choices that
0: aren't ideal, but offer you a life that's far
1: more meaningful.
0: It's all about how you're gonna feel at the end of the day. Are you gonna feel fulfilled? Are you gonna feel like you can't wait to get up the next day and do it all over again because you just love what you do? The the lifestyle, the, the parties, the, the bars, like. Once you go home from that or once you buy those fancy jeans, that good feeling only lasts for a few seconds. And then and then you're kind of back to your your life is, is still the same. But if you fundamentally change what you do every day to something that fills you up, you don't need the other stuff because your life is great. As long as you're spending your day doing something that you love, then you don't you don't need it.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back soon with another interview and until then, if you have any feedback or comments on the kinds of choices you want to hear more about, let me know.